This is episode number 86, Becoming Grounded. Welcome to the LDS Divorce Coach Podcast. I take the sting out of divorce. This is your host, Emily Sanchez. Welcome, everybody. Happy Monday. You probably aren't listening on a Monday, but if it's Monday, cool. If not, that's cool, too. I'm just happy that you are here with me. Today, we're going to talk about becoming grounded. Now, I thought of this when I was back in Sedona with some friends on a hike. And me and one of my friends went out earlier and we just went on Cathedral Rock. If you listened to the last episode, you heard about it. But it was about, oh, probably just two miles up and two miles, no, not even that, like a mile and a half up and a mile and a half back because it's just basically straight up. So there's a lot of rock and climbing. So on your way up, you're a little bit nervous because <laughs> you're thinking, how am I going to go down this? So on the way down, you're basically, I called it the spider monkey technique where I was on almost my butt but I was just using my hands and my legs to go down and that worked for me. So I totally recommend it. Go on the hike, Cathedral Rock. It is the most splendid view once you get up to the top. It's incredible. And when we were up at the top and something we also had been seeing throughout the weekend was people without shoes. They're hiking without shoes. So I asked him, of course, because I talked to everybody, I asked this young man, I said, tell me, how's it going without the shoes? Tell me what it's like and why you do it. And, she, and he just said, I heard that it helps you become grounded. Now in Sedona, there was a lot of talk about vortexes and kind of that spiritual natural type level going on in Sedona where people wanted to become one with the vortex and with their chi and hey if that helps you out cool so I thought it was really interesting that he said he wanted to feel more grounded and I started to think about it what is that feeling becoming more grounded what does it mean to you. And the interesting thing too is what he said is when you have your shoes off, you're able to not only connect with Mother Earth, so to speak, but you're able to grip better. Your toes can kind of grip the rock. There's a lot less slipping. There's better balance. And so those type of advantages, which I found were interesting. And I thought too of like an electrical grounding, you know, you need the ground so that a current can go through. So I just thought he could feel all of that. But being raised in the church, I think of roots, right? We think of kind of what our foundation is built on. We can go back to the wise men and the foolish men, right? And we go back to the sower of the seeds parable and in Matthew. And so that's where I go. I go into how deep are my roots, really? How strong are they? What causes them to last? And what causes them to be weak? 
So Jesus said in Matthew, some seeds fell upon stony places where they had not much earth and forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched and because they had no root, they withered away. Wow. I'm thinking imagery here. When the sun comes up, they were scorched. That is a very forceful type imagery word. The usage, I think it's purposeful. Um, I think everything out of his mouth was purposeful. And I think the Lord is telling us about that real heat that believers will experience. This is suffering. This is the tough times, guys. This is that stuff that just seems insurmountable. And we feel scorched. I've been there. I've felt that. I still feel that every now and then. But there's hope, though. Alma explains in chapter 32 how that gospel seed can grow, nourished by faith with great diligence and with patience, he says. And if properly nourished, it will develop a good root system. And even when the heat of the sun comes and scorches, it will not wither. Neil A. Maxwell says something interesting. He says, it is especially helpful to remember also that the temptations and challenges we face are common to man, right? These are part of our earthly experience. We hear that all the time. There's that famous scripture, which I love. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. I always think of the last part of it, right? He gives us the way that we can bear these things. But I really love what Neil A. Maxwell points out is, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. So these things happen, right? They are common. They're happening everywhere. You are not alone. You are not the only one. People have gone through these things and they've made it out. And so I think that that can really help us. But then he goes on to say after that, that these are, these are common to man. Okay? They happen, they're for our growth. But he says, yet we must respond uncommonly. Whoa. Okay, you guys, that blew my mind. This is the key isn't it? Isn't this everything that we're trying to accomplish? When we can flip that natural man's response to something that comes from God, that's when we're starting to get there. And then we want to take that and do it so often that it becomes our natural response. It's just going back to those behavioral compulsive behaviors, okay, that we fall into, the feelings that do not serve us, and those subsequent actions that we're taking that we want to break. So we have to respond uncommonly. 
This morning I was listening to a little bit of my favorite, David Goggins. If you have listened to my podcasts, you know about him. He's a Navy SEAL. He went through Hell Week three times. Not only that, he was an Army Ranger and an air traffic controlman in the Air Force. And he's just crazy. He's an ultra marathon runner. He does insane things that you would never think your body could do, anybody could do. He won the pull-up, a Guinness Book of World pull-up contest doing 4,070 or something like that. But he said something today. He said, I wanted to be uncommon amongst uncommon people. Oh my gosh, that hit me. That hit me hard. Uncommon amongst uncommon people. So what he's meaning is he thought the Navy SEALs were uncommon people. Of course they are. It's so difficult to even make it into the Navy SEALs. But how, once you're there, then you kind of become common. So how do you become uncommon and go to the next level amongst the uncommon? And that's what he does with ultra marathon running too. I mean, th these are hundreds of miles. There's 100 mile races in 24 hours. There's 200 milers. So he wants to be uncommon amongst those uncommon people. Last night I was watching the documentary called RBG about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Uh, she recently passed away, one of the Supreme Court justices. And no matter what political party you ascribe to, I think it is worth watching just to get to know her life, what she fought for, and kind of the person that she was. And one thing I took away um, that I think was pretty cool is she said many times in that documentary that she had to respond softly or differently to an argument. So she was in the 70s, a lot late 60s and 70s, really fighting for women's rights. And she would take these cases to the Supreme Court and argue. So she'd have these people just arguing at her and arguing at her, and she could not respond with yelling back. She says that drives people away. And her mother taught her that in order to be heard, in order to be understood, in order to be taken seriously, you have to respond in a different way. So she would try to respond quietly or lovingly or whatever. And she said, it is against your nature. It's not, you know, your first response. This is uncommon, but it, it will be the key to be heard and understood. So let's dig those toes deep, people. How are we going to become emotionally grounded? What are we going to do? Here's my steps. Number one, our spirituality is so connected to our emotions that I believe that has to be priority. It has to be number one. Our testimonies, our faith, wherever you are, what do you need to do to dig your toes deeper, to get your root deeper, to sow those seeds? The hope of the gospel has to be shining brightly in you, or the circumstances of life will scorch and wither you. I just feel that if you've lost that hope, 
or that faith. It is very, very hard when you have that scorching sun, when you have tough trials and your circumstances are as such, it's difficult to see past them to something better. So when we have that faith, when we have that hope in Christ, no matter what's been done to us or what we've done to other people, that we have a hope of the atonement, let's just evaluate for a minute. Where are you? Go back. If you feel like you don't have it, go back to when you did. What did you do to get it? Go back to the basics. But let's be uncommon amongst the uncommon. All right? Let's do this 10 times. If reading your scriptures really helps you to connect to God, do it, do it extra. Do two times a day. If praying helps you connect to God, just have a prayer in your heart as many times. Set your alarm as many times as you need to have that prayer in your heart. If serving others is what connects you to God, go do it. Put things in your calendar. You actually have to plan them to execute. I want you to execute it. I want you to go for it. No holds barred. You're going to be uncommon. I'm going to keep repeating it because I love it so much. But you're going to build your faith even more uncommonly, doing whatever works for you. I've discovered this meditation app. It is so cool. It's Refill My Soul. Go look it up. I'll put it in the show notes. But it's a meditation app that couples the meditation side, breathing and such, with gospel subjects, scriptures, conference talks, words, of the apostles word it's so it's really really cool and it's set up by subject so if you need to work on forgiveness if you need to work on faith if you need to work on self-confidence if you need to work on repentance whatever that subject is there so that you could do that maybe all week or one a day or whatever so refill my soul I love it so much that can definitely help you. So number one, build your spiritual roots. Number two, dig your toes into what's most important and be present. All right, you guys, what is most important to you? For me, it's my family. It's my relationships that I have with my family and then my friends. It's really boiled down in that. It's my relationship with God and my relationship with people. Now, I hear this all the time. Emily, I do this. My kids are my life. Okay, I know. I know they are. But now we're going to be uncommon. Okay, so we're going to put the phone down. We're going to find out their love language. We're going to use our time effectively. We're actually going to plan in time for each one of our kids. Now, again, I'm going to hear, Emily, I don't have time for this. I'm a single mom. I work. I have five kids. This is impossible. It's too much. I'm spread too thin. Okay, I hear that all the time. But I'm telling you, you guys, I'm telling you there is time. We just have to find it. And we have to stop being worried about the time that we don't have. And start being worried about the time that we do. Because we're wasting time being worried about the time that we don't have with our kids. <laughs> all right, so give yourself a little break, but hey, guess what? We're all spread thin. 
We really are, all of us in life. But I definitely know that there's some that truly are. I get you. But I'm telling you, as you do this and you pour your heart out and you do your best to be that present good parent or you do your best to be a, in a great relationship with your husband or your wife or even your ex-husband as far as just co-parenting goes, an amicable relationship or relationship with your friends, as you do that and you put in that time and you put in the effort to give them what they need, you find out what their love language is and you go for it and you do it, your bucket will be filled and you won't feel as spread thin. I can guarantee you that. So go and build and encourage and work on that patience with your kids. You can do this. I know you can. Enjoy it. Be present with it. You will see they are your greatest treasures and it will no longer feel like so overwhelming or heavy. It will actually feel like this is pleasure. This is what's most important to me, right? So that's number two. Number three, this is going to be a fun one, you guys. I'm going back to the RBG. We're going to respond uncommonly. So this is going to take some focus. This is going to take some mind tricks. <laughs> I mean, let's have fun. Let's kind of shock ourselves. So what I'm saying, I want you to start noticing your responses all day, all day, any responses. I want you to respond in the best manner you can. It might feel unnatural. There's a really funny episode of Seinfeld, if you're a Seinfeld fan or if not, where George Costanza goes, I don't know how long he goes, but he decides he is going to say and do everything opposite that he would normally say and do. And he ends up like finding this awesome girlfriend and he has a promotion at work and like all these things happen because he's doing the exact opposite of what he used to do. It's really, really funny. So I'm not saying to do exact opposite. Some of you are probably very already good at this and some of us aren't. So I want you to think of how you can respond. You're going to have to stop actually. Maybe your responses need to be slower. Maybe you need to just think for a second and be like, okay, what is the best response here? Now, this doesn't mean allowing people to walk all over you, like not having boundaries. Somebody asks, hey, can you take the kids and this and this, and you have all this stuff going on? You can't just be like, oh, yeah, sure, because I'm supposed to respond this way because this was my challenge. No, I actually think a lot of us would be opposite and shocked by setting up a boundary in a kind and healthy way. So if you're inclined to kind of shy away from confrontation or boundaries, or you have a problem talking with your ex or whoever it may be, and you're kind of a people pleaser, this might be good to change that and respond by saying, no, I cannot watch the kids. This is in the divorce decree. And I appreciate those so much, you asking me, and I appreciate what you do for our children, but I cannot, or whatever. We can set boundaries and respond in kind and healthy ways. So again, think first and then shock yourself a little bit with how loving you could really be, right? 
So if you're at McDonald's in the drive-thru and they just tell you they're out of fries and all you've wanted for weeks was some fries, how are you going to respond, people? It should be fun. I'd love to hear about it. I'd love to hear what you do to build your roots, to dig those roots and to become more grounded. I really feel that when we feel that grounded feeling, when we are grounded in our faith and our relationships and our words, that magic can happen. We definitely can get through things a lot easier and we can be better. So that's all I have for you today, folks. I hope it's wonderful. Make it what you want. Talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. Come on over and visit me at CoachEmilySanchez.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, make it a great day.